This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Not happy. I just think that we are, you know, we did not listen to voters in this election. And I think we're going to have a bad night. And, you know, this conversation is not going to have much impact on Tuesday, but I hope it has an impact going forward. In recent weeks, polls have showed Republican Senate seats closer than should be expected. In some states, people didn't expect to be battleground. Now, this could all revert to the mean, but it shows just how chaotic and noisy the map is this year. All right, a couple of folks on the CNN talking about the election underway right now in uh, most of our uh, states here in the United States of America. And here's why. If you are newer to politics or if you're a regretful Biden voter and you're wondering why in mid-Missouri are we paying attention to the Senate races in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Ohio because up for grabs it's control of the Senate and we start to do that and we're going to start to fix things. Show Me Institute did an event at our radio station yesterday. Show Me Institute, nonpartisan kind of a think tank. And as what they were talking about was the economy and macroeconomics and all that saying, here's what this means. And, uh, uh, you know, here's core inflation. This is what this is. And this was strictly about the economy. They said, here's where all these things have gone wrong. But then they went a step further and said, here's why. Here's what happened. And they could, as a point of fact, not as a point of trying to criticize and no partisanship. Remember, this is a non, show me as to nonpartisan stuff. They're just like a think tank. Here's why all of these things economically, all of these economic issues we're having, here's why they are happening. Because Joe did this, and then Joe did that, and did this. It's remarkable, and they are all facts. Welcome to the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Polls are open. If there's anything that we can do for you, let us know. 874-9390-874-9390. Whether we're in Lynn, whether we're in Callaway County, Boonville, Sturgeon, Hallsville. Everybody is saying really, really good turnout. And I'm hopeful because the primaries a couple of months ago, uh, Cole County had... Almost 30%. Boone County, uh, of the immediate counties here in mid-Missouri, Boone County had, I think, one of the lowest turnout rates, less than 25%. Now, that's an August primary. Um, I'm guessing turnout going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and it was 24% ballpark in, in Boone County. And that was surprising because we had a huge, huge race in the third ward in, in the Columbia City Council race. Brandon, what I do appreciate, and I'm glad you um, you did a great job this morning following up on this, and I, I have as well, but I appreciate the calls from people about Hallsville because if, if this is happening in Hallsville, I'm sure it's happening in other communities as well. And obviously, we don't want to forget about Monotaw, and we don't want to forget yeah. about Cooper, the other counties. Bottom line, check the sample ballot to make sure you're in your in your polling location, because I'm sure some of these other rural counties added locations as well. And you'd be able to, like, whenever Gary Nolan comes on today, 9 o'clock, it's the Gary Nolan Show. We'll be able to help you whenever you call us here at the radio station, 874-9390. We are doing election coverage, 810 tonight. Tobler, Marsh, Houseworth, uh, me, Gary Nolan. All doing this. Welcome out of the show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. Stephanie back tomorrow. Uh, interesting. Last night, Powerball. We're supposed to do a drawing, and it was a technical glitch. Is anybody fair? Is it a security issue or something? Uh, I don't know what happened, but and we don't know... So does that mean the regular drawings tomorrow night? Is there another drawing in between? I don't know what's happening. I think there. it's tonight. It's tonight. And then there would be another one tomorrow night? I, want, I don't know what's happening. Because the last drawing was Saturday. Oh. It's still $1.9 billion. Um, and it's, it's supposed, the, the drawing is supposed, well, I'm a little, even on their website, it's, it's not updated. It said the next drawing is last night at 1059 Eastern. So 
obviously there's even confusion on their website and we don't know if it was a hack um, i'm a little unclear we I, I kept hearing that there were technical problems don't they just put the little balls in a machine? I mean, it's, 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 that's like what they do on TV, isn't it? What the hell so technical? You get some ping pong balls, you paint some numbers, and you drop them into the thing. I know what they're going to do. They're going to make everyone a winner. Everyone wins. That's then, the fair thing to do. You spin the thing just like we do when we gamble with the church bingo, and you pull out the balls, and uh, I don't know. Well, or, or forgive college loans. Or forgive college <laughs> loans. I want to introduce you to a guy. Remarkable story. His name is Timothy Schultz. Timothy Schultz uh, won a couple million dollars in a lottery about 20 years ago. And now this dude spends his life helping other people. A lot of us have this conception. You win the lottery and it's all peachy keen. Life is good. We'll go back to the mantra of the show this morning. Mo money, mo problems. Timothy Schultz uh, joining us. Here on the show now, Timothy, tell us your story. When did you win? How much did you win? And what happened in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So in 1989, I won uh, the jackpot. The Powerball jackpot was $28 million, And I was 21 years old at the time, working at a gas station, just trying to put myself through college, working for a little over minimum wage, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week. And uh, sold myself uh, this winning Powerball ticket, and it's one of the craziest, most surreal, life-changing things that, that ever happened to me. So you're 21 years old, and, and you're working 68 hours a week, and you're playing janitor, in effect, at a gas station, dragging the trash can out of the gas station and empty it late at night. Uh, you get this lottery ticket, and then you find out you win that moment in time, uh, Timothy. When you realize, when you're looking and it's like, holy crap, all of these numbers are matching what was going through your head that moment in time. Oh, my gosh. Well, it felt like a dream that I couldn't wake up from. I mean, I, I saw the numbers on the ticket matching exactly with the numbers on the newspaper is what I was looking at. And it was really surreal. I mean, I felt like. It was almost like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. I, my, my heart was just racing. Like The euphoria was, was through the roof. Let me ask you this. Did you have that moment? Because sometimes, and now I've never won $20 million in a lottery like you have, but sometimes in life when, and this is uh, maybe I'm, I'm sharing a little too much here, but sometimes when we have good things that happen to us in life, sometimes I think, oh, this isn't for me. I don't deserve that good things like this don't mm. happen to me. Did you have any of that, that moment you realized you won? Well, it, I mean, it was really, really strange. And this is a kind of a, a crazy story, but I had a, a really vivid dream a few months prior to winning that, that I was, had won the lottery and it convinced me that it, that it might happen. And I'm, you know, some people think that's just a coincidence. You had this uh. dream and then it happened, but, but that's it, but it did happen. And then so the, so when it happened in real life, it was even more surreal. It's like, Oh my gosh, I had this dream about it. I told people I was going to win and then it, it actually happened. I was just, it was crazy. I mean, it's hard to put into words. Yeah. It was really, really strange. And do you get that immediately like, oh, man, life is going to be good. I've got no more problems. Were you having some of that immediately? I would say immediately, immediately I did. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, and, and it was, yeah, go ahead. So then you go, so you get millions and millions of dollars. You're 21 years old. Then what started happening in your life? 
Well, there were people that did come out of the woodwork and they say that about lottery winners, but it, it did happen to me mm-hmm. because I received a fair amount of publicity and, and media attention. And I think immediately I received stacks of letters from people asking for money and pleading for money. And a lot of them I legitimately felt sorry for, but one of the first things that I, I did was get financial advisors to tell me how much you know, you can or can't spend and can I have a game plan with the money? And I advise that for anyone, anyone listening to this, if you win the lottery, one of the, at least if you win millions of dollars or billions in the case of the Powerball right now, my advice, one of the first things I think you should do is seek the help of qualified, experienced financial advisors to, to help you. And see, and I thought, by the way, our guest is Timothy Schultz, former lottery winner, won some $20 million a little over 20 years ago, now spends his time helping other lottery winners saying, hey, do this or hey, don't do this because that's what I did and it didn't always work out so well. And we hear a lot, yeah, get a financial advisor. But there's still, Timothy, a lot of people apparently, and you know, that that don't do it. Yeah, that's 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 true. There are there are people that don't do it. And you hear the horror stories out yeah. there of people that come across mass amounts of money and yeah. and then they're in trouble in a short period of time. And you know, I feel I feel for those people. I I, I can understand how yeah. that can happen. So, but, what were yeah. some of the biggest mistakes maybe that you made with all of a sudden being a multimillionaire at the age of twenty one? Well, I hate to give such a cliche, canned answer, but I I really don't have regrets because I always did what I thought was right at the time. But you know, I learned a lot. There was a, there was a learning curve for sure when you come across that amount of money and people asking for money, especially with the people that I loved and cared about. And most people were very supportive and happy for me, but there were a handful of people that were formerly close relationships that were, you know, damaged or ruined because of that. And that, I wouldn't say that's a mistake, but it's something that was a learning curve to, to understand how to, how to deal with that sort of thing. Was it out? Be was financially it, responsible. And I'm going to stereotype a little bit, but was it like all of a sudden, man, it's a bunch of drugs and women and rock and roll. Did you kind of go into that lifestyle a little bit? Uh, <laughs> that's an excellent question. I, for me, I, I did not. I did not. But I do know stories of lottery winners from media that they have done that. I mean, I certainly could have done that, especially at the age of 21. But uh, uh, I, I did not. For real. Let me. Uh, and I'm being serious here. But did you and I don't know if you were married or what was happening at the time that you won the lottery. But did you, especially when it came to the women's side of things, because guys, oh, they're just mm-hmm. after the money. They just want you. My she's a gold digger. Ain't nothing looking, looking for nothing but a gold digger. Hell, Kanye sang a song about it. Did you find that there were uh, especially women that would wield uh, their uh, charms because only because you had money? I definitely became more sought after. I mean, there were women. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Let's be honest here. But yeah. I became. I was my, I was a sought after commodity. That's right. But but I. It was hard for me to to trust people, new people. Initially, it took a while to learn relearn how to trust. So, even for those people, I didn't really give them a legitimate chance because for me, I, I had a hard time trusting new people that they didn't want me for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's got to be. Uh, t- um, let me. I know you've got kids and you got you're living life and doing stuff. Uh, I'd like to chat with you some more. Are you able to hang out with us for a few minutes, or do you have to leave here? 
I I do have to okay. get going. Unfortunately, I'm That's so sorry. All right. No, all right. Number one piece of advice: to add, whether it's a lottery or you've come into a bunch of money, you you tell people get a financial advisor. What's another big mistake based on your experience? If you whether it's through the the Powerball, uh, almost two billion dollars, or if you just for some reason inheritance, you get a big chunk of money. Uh, what's another big mistake you tell people to avoid? To avoid, well, if you if you come across a mass amount of money instantaneously, you know one thing that I think could be helpful that I think it was for me and that I've learned over the years is that if you understand once you have a financial advisor how much you can yeah. afford to give if you want to give people money, okay. you know, understand yeah. that upfront, be clear about that upfront, and 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 I think that can help alleviate people from continuing to ask in the future. So you can still give out money, but get with your financial advisor first. Say, hey, I want to give out money, but how much? Also off the tax, 874-9390. Did you take, your, did you take a lump sum or did you take an annuity? I took a lump sum, and most, most lottery winners do. For, yeah. You know, for, yeah. And you would do the same thing if you won again, you'd take the lump sum? Most likely. Yeah. Most right. likely, because... Cool. Yeah, I think you can. I think oftentimes you can make more money off of investments from the lump sum than you can the annuity. All right. Timothy Schultz even has a website, does a lot of things. Cool to see you're working and taking uh, part. Timothy Schultz.com is the website. Won millions of dollars in a lottery millions or millions of years ago, about 20 years ago. <laughs> it feels like, yeah. oh my God. Dude, we got to hang out. You got a fascinating story. We've only scratched the surface. If you're amenable to it, we'd love to have you on again sometime soon and hear more of your story. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the invitation. It's been right. fun. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Hello. Good night. It's 827. Time for the. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work all this election stuff in today because some of it might still live tomorrow. But after the election stuff, uh, we're done. So I'm trying to throw everything out. So, Marsh, any leftovers, election, humor, comedy, any of that stuff or things like this? It's the right time. She's the right choice. We got to get it all in. She's a brand new voice. It's the last day. Inspiration for all to see. Show me Missouri. Show me Trudy. All right, let's. We got to get it out of our system today. It's not going to work uh, after tomorrow. Morning bell, business news, little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you right now. She is working. Uh, she's doing election stuff in St. Louis. So the morning bell this morning. Yesterday we did uh, an event with a Show Me Institute, kind of a nonpartisan think tank. Uh, and basically, is what they do. They're an independent research and education organization. So it's not about the politics as much as it's about research and education on financial fiscal policies uh and doing it all through kind of basically basically like through a free market lens uh the institute scholars study public policy problems and develop proposals to increase economic security for ordinary missourians a guy who did the event yesterday dr aaron headland you hear him on this show from time to time he's uh the chief economist at the show me institute associate professor with tenure in the Cranet school of management at purdue university chief domestic economic uh economist and senior advisor um, during the when trump was uh, in office guy does amazing stuff the most amazing thing I think that Aaron Hedlund does is he explains these very heady financial economic um, topics and he can make it to where, you know, let's say, for example, regretful Biden voters can understand it. Where young 
younger people can understand what we're talking about. Some of the numbers yesterday, and again, this was not about Joe Biden. It was not about the presidency. This thing, this forum that they did yesterday was about the economy. And so, okay, so here the economy's been going poorly since this time. What happened? And by virtue of a timeline, you could see, okay, this Biden did this. And that's what happened. And Biden did this. And then that's what happened. And right now we have twice as many job openings. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. By the polls in the last election, like think about it, Susan Collins would have lost her election by six points. Instead, she won it by nine. Right? Lindsey Graham was tied in the polls, but instead he destroyed his opponent. And according to the polls, Joe Biden was supposed to win by eight points. Instead, he had to steal the election. I mean, <laughs> you don't know. Trevor Noah, and it's interesting, we talk about polling, and one of the things that I've heard Stephanie Bell, who will be back here tomorrow, has talked about, and you chat with some of these pollsters, submerged voters, especially conservative submerged voters. Matter of fact, we had a guy call the call our radio show that day. We were talking about it, and he said, yeah, I was called by a pollster. I took part in the poll, and he says, and I lied my rear end off. He says, I was favorable. It was a guy from right here in mid-Missouri. He says, right. yeah, all the answers I gave were favorable to Democrats. But this idea of a submerged uh, Republican during polling is that a lot of Republicans, apparently, they won't take party in the polling or uh, they will lie. And I want to bring up a recent, <laughs> uh, a recent example, Liz Cheney, for example. Uh, you can go back and look at most polling. As I've looked at most polling for Liz Cheney uh, in a story from, the, Depart- from uh, the Department of Education at the University of Wyoming. They were doing a story. And this was just leading up to uh, that uh, primary that Liz Cheney lost. Uh, she was losing about 57-28 in polling. Mm-hmm. So polling, uh, 57% for her opponent. Actual election numbers, 66% voted, in effect, to Alice Cheney, if you will. So, in other words, that's holding true to the theory about submerged Republicans, submerged pollsters. That's an interesting point, and we know that, uh, because we've heard it before, that there, uh, that gentleman that called in obviously was a Republican, and he said he told the pollster, Brandon, if you remember, he said he thought President Biden's doing an outstanding job, doing a great job is what he, he told the pollster. So that was obviously uh, on record as, as a supporter of the president, but he said he's going to vote Republican as well. Uh, others have expressed concern. They don't know who it is that's calling, and maybe they fear... Um, being labeled something uh we've heard that uh so so who knows but i i will tell you this real clear politics which is a pretty good yeah. indicator they're you know you know they they're not always accurate but they're pretty close they're projecting in the senate right now these are projections but all these are so close that republicans will pick up three seats uh in the senate but you look at all those races i mean all the way down who no matter who is up they're all within three points. That New York governor's race is also very, very close. The fact that they've had to bring in former President Clinton, President Biden to campaign in New York, uh, that is uh, that is a big, big deal. Republicans definitely are hoping to get that. So we'll see. But the Democrats certainly, if if they can win a lot of these races narrowly, a win is a win. So I'm, I'm sure that is what they are looking at. But it looks like... Um, Looks like a lot of these are going to go down to the wire, especially these Senate races. 
Hopefully there's a sense of optimism. Hopefully there's, you know, hope. What's the movie? Shawshank Redemption. I can't remember. Was it uh, uh, was it Andy Dufresne or was it Red's character? It said hope. I think it was Andy Dufresne, mm-hmm. part played by Tim Robbins, uh, who said hope is a beautiful thing or hope is a wonderful thing. Just to have hope for something. He also yeah. said, how can you be so obtuse? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. With, with the, uh, the Ward Ward Norton. That is one of those movies. I have to put that as one of my favorite oh, movies of all time. Gosh, it's brutal. Marsh, is that That's top three movie. for you, top five? It's a good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Houseworth? Yes. Kind of long it and is. drawn out. Sort of like this midterm election process. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I, I have to put it up there. Byron Hadley um, mm-hmm. played a villain. Uh, but Ward Norton... Um, I don't know the actor's name that played Ward Norton, but goodness gracious, that was some fantastic. Because he was despised by people that watched the movie, the 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 man, the 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 character. But gosh, he did a great job. Great movie. One of those rare movies too. And this is actually kind of like uh, the movie The Wizard of Oz. So when The Wizard of Oz came out in movie theaters, Shawshank Redemption came out in movie theaters. Okay, there's a movie. It's got this Tim Robbins guy who people had known a little bit from. He'd done a few movies. Uh, but I think he'd done Bull Durham by that time. But he had a few movies under his belt. Nothing magnificent. And then uh, The Wizard of Oz. When Wizard of Oz came out in movie theaters, just kind of, eh. Um, but when both of the, when for Shawshank. had gone with the wind that year. Yeah, gone yeah. with the wind. So look at the year of 1939. Gone with the wind. Uh, there was another big movie that year, and I can't remember what it was. But another big epic 19, and it uh, was nominated for an Oscar. And then you had uh, The Wizard of Oz. And so you had some big movies out that year, and Wizard of Oz was an afterthought. It was yeah. really not like... And then they started playing it on TV, and it was some years later, actually, before it started getting regular traction on TV. And all of a sudden, you know, it used to be around my house, I think they would show it all around Easter, uh, every year. And so you'd watch The Wizard of Oz around Eastern. Kind of the same thing for the Shawshank Redemption. And the movie theaters is like, man, whatever. Uh, but then you could rent it on DVD and it was just became this huge movie that to this day I will watch. And how on earth we ever got onto <laughs> Wizard of Oz and Shawshank Redemption on Election Day? Am I hearing things right, Producer Hannah? Is this real right now? It is real, I guess. Um, is There's now no, no place like the polling place or something. <laughs> is now a bad time to say that I've never seen Shawshank Redemption? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's widespread yeah. condemnation, producer, oh. Hannah. And keep in mind, Hannah wouldn't have been... I mean, it came out in 94, um... But it's it, you know if, if for younger people they may they may not know I thought it was I thought it was really good and to put it in perspective how long ago it was I remember as my first radio job I rented a VCR player at the video store <laughs> took it home and watched that movie that's how long ago it's been um, but gosh a um, lot of lot of good memories here. Uh, yeah, Gone with the Wind also came out in 1939. I mean, there were some really, really good mm-hmm. movies. But moving forward, we've been getting, we've got one texture that says he was, and I don't know if he's being for real or not. I hesitate to even read it over the air, but I'm following producer Hannah's rule number one. I've at least pre-read the text. Sure. That's progress. But he says he, he got harassed by the FBI at a polling place. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I think he's probably being sarcastic. Yeah, because the FBI is not at polling places right now. It would be, now he may be thinking... <clears throat> and they wouldn't. They're there to monitor. So yeah, I, um, Don Ledford's going to keep us posted on that. And, and 
keep in mind, too, the Cole County clerk himself said he didn't even see any federal representatives in Jeff City and Cole County as of this morning, and he's the Cole County clerk. They're supposed to be there, though. Don did tell us on the record they would be there. Uh, Harmeet Dillon, she's with the Republican National Lawyers Association. She also, her and Stephanie Bell also happen to be a little, uh, little chummy. Uh, she was on Fox last night. Republican National Committee in this election cycle has deployed 38 paid election lawyer, senior lawyers in 19 states and another 50 more. And there are hundreds more Republican volunteers and paid staff of campaigns being organized. So every battleground state is saturated with lawyers. Harmeet Dillon saying, yep, we're out in effect in Department of Justice. By the way, they're not just in Cole County. And I'm loving that. If you get a chance, go back and check out our conversation we had with Steve. Steve Korsmeyer, clerk in, uh, he's Cole County clerk. He was on our show uh, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, and you can always hear these interviews, our conversations with newsmakers. Go to our websites, 939theeagle.com or kwos.com. And you can hear these conversations if you missed it on the show. But great conversation with Steve Korsmeyer, basically. Uh, Jay Ashcroft, Secretary of State. Some folks from the Department of Justice and Steve Korsmeyer. Yesterday, they go, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And they go and they sit and... Uh, Steve says it was a real, you know, nice, amicable meeting. But he says, hey, we'd like to come in and monitor some of your stuff. And Steve said, yeah, no thanks. And they said, okay. <laughs> I, well, our says, take from a selfish standpoint was the question when we asked Jay Ashcroft, hey, Jay, is this going to delay election returns? You're getting them certified because, you know, it makes for a long day. But, I mean, the, the listeners want to know who won. Yeah. And that's a thing that is being watched nationwide because there have been several states that have uh, they've instituted new uh, new election uh, rules. And how we'll do locally, I don't know. Let's hope because Marsh and I, along with Houseworth, we're going to be doing election coverage tonight, eight to ten. Eight to ten. We'll keep you posted on what's happening with some of these local issues, local candidates, things that we're going to be voting on here in uh, in Mid Missouri. Uh, if I were voting, uh, House District 60, it's Dave Griffith, and 50, it's Jim Musgraves, 49, it's Jim Shelty, Travis Fitzwater, Senate, uh, Cole County Presiding Commissioner, Sam Bushman, uh, U.S. House District 3, Blaine Lukemeyer, that's easy, Scott Fitzpatrick, uh, Brian Houseworth and I had an opportunity to chat with Scott Fitzpatrick yesterday while he was at this event for Eric Schmidt, Governor Parson was there, we had an opportunity to chat with both of them. Uh, and then, obviously, Eric Schmidt in the uh, in the Senate. If there's something we can do for you, 874-9390, 874-9390. And here's, I'll tell you, um, here's the big takeaway, I think, locally, from, from what we've been seeing here at the radio station is really, really good turnout. Really good turnout uh, everywhere. And this is just anecdotal stuff. This is people saying, hey, I went to this polling place. There seems to be a lot of people there. And it's the same polling place I go to every time I vote. And it's the same time of day. And it is way busier. Hopefully, that's a good thing for uh, for conservatives. Coming up about five minutes from now, I think we'll get into some leftovers. See what we have in our respective little mini fridges that hold a six-pack of beer and a tub of butter and not much else. That's where we keep the left. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Irvin, a leftovers. <laughs>
Enjoy. All right, leftovers. We do it every morning, right before we get into my dad's favorite show, the Gary Nolan Show, here on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Just things we did not get a chance to get to during the show. And the biggest one of all now, Hannah, any other day of the year over the past seven or eight years, any time that there's talk about this one particular very um very controversial topic comes up yeah like it takes over the whole show uh and it was covered again last night and i thought it was dead i thought we were done with it i thought we've moved past it and we've just accepted what's going to happen because if things don't go our way there's not listen you can fight you can say well i want to change it but there comes a point in time when you just can't change it and really about the only thing that you can do is just accept circumstances the way they are after you have tried everything else. So I'd pretty much given up on this. But last night, city council in Columbia. <laughs> no. Looking like Trashville. Let's get these carts. Roll oh, big wheels. Luda. Roll, Roll cart. cart. You know how Roll old? Roll, Roll cart. You know how long we've had this song in the Wake Up Mid-Missouri Library? Like, that's, we have a top 40 station, and you might know Cosmo does mornings on Y107. That's his voice. And the other voice is a former morning show partner of his, but they're like four or five partners removed. <laughs> that's how old that is, Marsh. <laughs> but apparently, they brought... Apologies to Alabama. Roll, cart, roll. Roll, huh? cart, roll. Apparently... Council is moving towards this again. Oh, yeah, let's do roll carts. We've only been complaining about it for a long time. We think it, we're finally we're seeing what everybody has been saying. It would be cheaper, quicker, better. Uh, what do you got for leftovers, Marsh? Well, we give some uh, props to the Missouri Tiger basketballers. Yeah. Start, started the season. Kobe Brown had 20 points, and Mizzou opened the season. And, uh, holding off Southern Indiana, 97-91. First uh, victory on the books for new coach Dennis Gates. Uh, and by the way, so apparently the uh, we were just we just spoke with a lottery winner earlier this hour. If you get a chance, check that out. Top of the 8 o'clock hour when the uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri On Demand podcast. Go to 93.9theeagle or kwos.com. 93.9theeagle.com, kwos.com. And you can always listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri On Demand. But we had this lottery winner. Guy won over $20 million in a lottery several years ago interesting story but the powerball numbers they were delayed last night uh and best we can tell it was technical issues perhaps even security issues officials have now finally announced the winning numbers for the record two billion two billion dollar powerball jackpot winning numbers 10 33 41 47 56 powerball was 10 nobody oh, see ya i'm out <laughs> i oh he said would you, if you won the Powerball, if you won the lottery, would you retire? No, I uh, just quit. No need <laughs> to require. Uh, just done. Had a morning show partner asked me live on the air one morning, "What would you do if you first thing you do if you won the the big lottery?" And I said, "Go back to bed." Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a nap and get up later. And oh, cool. I'd probably continue to work, but I'd like only work part time. And it'd be something fun. It wouldn't be something I had to do for money. It would just be something fun. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. What else? Oh, and I wanted to mention, and I'm glad somebody um, texted us uh, this. So Carol says, hey, property tax statements are out. 
counties have reevaluated the values of vehicles. We've been talking about this, man. These things are going to be coming out soon, and uh, and it's going to be ugly. Uh, Carol says hers went up nineteen percent. Ouch! It's crazy, man. Uh, and that is another one of the reasons we are so hopeful for today. It's that mindset that does these crazy things. Now, property taxes in Missouri on vehicles, I still think that's just one of the most <laughs> asinine things. Tell your story. Do I have time to tell my story? Yeah. So I was, I was mostly, I mostly was grown up and raised here in Missouri. And then was gone, for, I don't know, 25 years. Was in Florida. Was in Montana for five minutes and spent a lot of years in Idaho. And come back here seven years ago. And I get a car, and uh, <laughs> and I get uh, I get my tax bill from Boone County, and I'm the new guy in town, Marsh, and I'm like, oh, Boone County has made a mistake. <laughs> they think I owe taxes on Except this. Except you weren't so quite so humble about it, right? Uh, I was a little braggadocious, uh-huh. and uh, while well, Boone County says I owe taxes, uh oh, you upset the county. Wow, <laughs> your tea's ready, apparently. <laughs> Fries are done. <laughs> Fries are done. And uh, I get this. I'll go down, and since I'm the new kid in town, I'll go and I'll introduce myself to the nice people in the Boone County Assessor's Office and show politely show them their mistake. And I go down there, and, you know, I got my little folder of stuff and <laughs> probably even had my shirt tucked in. It was probably even a button-down shirt. And if I go in and... Good flip-flops. <laughs> the good flip-flops that day. Uh, and I go, hi, my name is Brandon Rathard. I'm new to Boone County. And, oh, thank you. And, uh, hey, but hey, see, so you made a mistake. See, you're saying that I owe taxes, but see, look at my uh, receipt from when I bought the vehicle. You see here? See, I already paid the taxes. <laughs> and then they took my paper and they said,